Welcome to Lessons in Life and Love with Rihanna Milne, where we show you how to have the positive mindset for success in all life areas. It's time to have the life you desire and the love you deserve. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 2, Show 48 of Lessons in Life and Love. I am your host and global life and love coach, Rihanna Milne, coming to you every Friday on the LessonsInLifeAndLove.com website and on my app, Lessons in Life and Love, on the go. I'm all about helping you transform your life in all areas, so I am here to help you have the life that you desire and the love that you deserve. I'm on a mad mission to change the way the world loves. So I'm all about teaching you how to have emotionally healthy, evolved, and conscious relationships and how to avoid toxic, painful ones that are too prevalent today. It's time to create that life that you desire and to have the love that you deserve. So at any time during the week, if you find yourself struggling, do reach out to meet with me for a life and love transformation discovery session and assessment. Just go to my website, rihannamilne.com to sign up and I'll be meeting with you for an hour. So let's dive in, love angels and transformers. Today, we have an amazing woman with her show called Power Hub. Nicole Reimer is the host and my good friend from Philadelphia. This is going to be a replay of the show Nicole had me interviewed on because the information is so valuable. Nicole runs Hub Productions. It's the modern day storytellers telling one impactful story at a time. They're a small media and production company with years of media, creative direction, and hosting and production experience in Palm Beach County of Florida. They have created and produced a host of local radio shows. She owns it a talk show for the Women's Chamber of Commerce of Palm Beach, gearing up for three seasons, as well as The Hub, their own digital storytelling platform, embarking on season two. They're also starting bigger projects of documentaries and docuseries to tell stories on a larger scale. They'll be looking to hire and partner with other individuals and companies looking to make an impact in the world. That's why I love this woman so much. We are you, you are us. We believe it's our time and it is essential now more than ever not to just invest in ourselves, but in each other, empowering and connecting women and our community in style. That's all about Nicole Reimer. Enjoy the show and I hope you'll get a lot of great, valuable information from it. <laughs> Nicole Reimer, thank you for coming back to The Hub. I'm really excited. I have been waiting for this guest for quite a while. I've already interviewed her for the radio show, Make Your Life Happen, and it was such a special show. I had to bring her back, and we're going to do a two-parter, so bear with us today. Rihanna Milne, thank you for Hi, coming. Nicole. Thanks for having me back. I always love to be on your show. Thank you. I know. It's, it's we'll great. have to do this every month. It'll be like Let's a monthly it. thing. Let's do it. So I met you, um, I don't believe in coincidences, and uh, I went to a women's seminar, and we gave away a big appearance on the show and it was you and I believe yeah. it was meant to be it was awesome because you came on the radio show and we talked about some really heavy serious things that people don't usually want to delve into it's true right yes and life love you do everything you're an author we're going to talk about your books okay you're a life coach relationship coach you're a speaker anything else I'm certified clinical trauma professional Wow. Uh, student assistance counselor where I worked in the schools from grades kindergarten all the way through college with people of trauma. Right. Um, so I did a lot of childhood trauma work 
through students. Right. A licensed mental health counselor, New Jersey and Florida. Drug and alcohol addictions counselor, wow. New Jersey, Florida. I think those are most of the initials. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. You know, you have to do a lot just to get the piece of paper to help people. Yeah. You know, and it's all based around my passion to help people who are in pain, really. You have a about. life work of that, too, I think. And I'm an interfaith minister, too. Yeah, so I I've been doing weddings that. since 1997. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And I think at the heart, it comes back to love, right? It does. And it being does. in a healthy relationship yeah. and how those traumas, which we're going to get into, really affect everything that I you have do. officiated the services of several of my clients. Wow. Who went through traumatic must... relationships and through their change, they met someone wonderful. Right. Actually, you know, one of my men from New Jersey, he called and he goes, I'm flying you back. I want you to marry me and my lady. Because if it wasn't for you, I never would have met her. Wow. Those are hard weddings for me to get through because I'm so emotionally happy for them. Right. You, you know? saw where they were in the beginning yes. and you yeah. saw the transformation, which I would imagine is it's like it a 360 is. that you kind of full circle. It you is. got it's to be really there with beautiful. them. beautiful. And even couples that were on the brink of divorce. Wow. They wanted a new love commitment ceremony done. So I've done those. Aww. So yeah, it's really beautiful work. That is great work, too. Yeah. But you, you've been doing this for a while. Like you said, you started in your Philly girl. I have to put yeah. that out there because we're two Philly girls here. <laughs> yes, that's why we bonded <laughs> yes, so much. Yes, we bonded so much just <laughs> over that. But you did start in the New Jersey school system, and yes. they implemented a lot of your practices. Yes. Well, I was doing meditation for kids that were, had high anxiety or ADHD wow. students uh, in 2004. And I was in an elementary school in southern New Jersey, had a lot of bullying, so I was the anti-bullying teacher and drug and alcohol. And I came from a talent background. I had a model and talent agency yep. 10 years. And I said, I'm going to do a talent club and do an end-of-the-year show where everyone performed. They had to audition, just like my models and actors <laughs> had to audition. So they had to really plan it and dress right. for it. But I had these kids on TV, and I had oh. them in the newspaper. But the run rule was you can't get a detention or suspension. So the bullies oh. became the leaders of the, oh, <laughs> the school. Wow. That is Because awesome. I love singing and dancing and rapping and... Oh, we had such a good time doing it. Then they're on TV. Then they're helping out the shy kids. Right. So it was a whole attitude adjustment right. around, I even teach my adults, find your purpose mm. and your passion mm. and everything else in life can right. change for you, right? Right. And that was so, so important. I, I remember from the radio show, a lot of it, the bullying, it treats the person being bullied, yes. not the bully. Well, I taught my students in the elementary program, if someone is bullying you, they're coming in from a household where there's pain. Right. And they'd have nothing else to do with that energy. They might not have slept that night. They might not have eaten for days. They don't know where their mom is. They're in the streets of Atlantic City. You know, I mean, these are some of my right, stories. Right. So it's true. And then they come in upset and angry. They learn to say, do you want to talk about it? Do you want right. to go Miss Rihanna's relaxation room and we'll talk about <laughs> wow. it? Wow. Then that was called Stand Up for Friendship. And everybody had a bully-busting buddy. A bully-busting buddy. In place. I love that. And they watch out for each other. I love that. So that, that these are some leaders, new, yeah, too. It, you that's know, right. Leadership skills. And being able to talk about their feelings. They learned the art of negotiation. They learned to say that word, negotiation. They were communicating through you right. know, their issues and problems by telling their sides of the story. Right. Yeah, I love that work. You know? That's amazing. I mean, I would imagine how many young lives you changed just Thanks. from that program. Because yeah. that's such a prevalent issue. It is. Today, and I think that that needs to be in every single school system. You know, when I moved down here in 2014, I wrote every school 
and yeah. told them I had taught for in-service district mm -hmm. teachers mm -hmm. these programs, and nobody wrote me back. Okay, so South Florida, like, what are we doing? <laughs> and unfortunately, things like Parkland then happen, yeah. and there's no trauma professional None. or counselor in place at these schools, nobody helping the teachers to help the kids. To cope with everything Right, going on, and it's right. not the guidance counselors. They are not trained in this type of right. thing. I was a specialty counselor because I'm a psychotherapist right. in a school, and then I added the trauma education on top of it. You need someone with that kind of specialty to be able to handle the kids that are acting out. There's a reason. They're not bad kids kids are coming right. from bad situations. Right, and they're getting labeled as bad. Yes, exactly. And it's just like a snowball effect. It just gets worse as they get older, That's too. Right. Yeah. And then things like Parkland happen, unfortunately. Yes. So let's go back. Ten traumas. Okay. And all this work. <laughs> Where did it yes. come from? Because you have okay. done a, an extensive amount of work to bring this to life. And I think it's amazing. I want, first of all, everybody get a pen and paper because I feel like everybody needs to listen yeah, to all this. This is an important part. Yeah. My research came because I needed it. Okay. I married someone, everybody called us the perfect couple in Atlantic City, was handsome and charming and witty and a school principal for middle school. I'm working with kids at an elementary school at the time. Uh, we were introduced by the superintendent, so we didn't even meet online. You know, it was like everything was aligned. Falling in place. <laughs> we each had two kids. All four kids loved each other. Wow. Very happy that we were getting married the whole nine yards. This idyllic relationship fell apart when a whole secret life of his was exposed. So long story short, oh. it exploded in the community I was left in shock my kids are like what now everybody's shocked Life, yeah and the first thing I needed to do was stand up for myself so I served as my own attorney and went in and fought for an annulment because I didn't think anyone could tell my story more than me wow and I wrote up the complaint the judge has Miss Milne in 32 years of family court I only granted one annulment he slammed the hammer and he goes and yours is a second. Wow. He goes, congratulations, you seem like a great person. So this is after five months of a marriage. I said, hell no, I'm not staying in this. Wow, so, yeah. Because I knew there was something wrong, but this was the thing. I didn't know what was the matter. I didn't know what he had. And I have a triple master's in applied clinical and counseling psychology, graduated summa cum laude with a 4.0. And there was nothing I missed in school because right. I was in my classes. And I'm like, this did not come out. What does he have? And I have seven psychotherapy friends, of course, you know, <laughs> that I asked them. They're like, we have no idea. It wow. shocked all of us. So nobody knew what it was. And I'm like, well, I'm going to do the research. After two years of solid research, it's gone into my coaching program. Uh, one's for singles called Dating to Mating. And the other one's for couples called Relationship Rescue. And it boils down to childhood traumas. Mm -hmm. Now, the very cool thing about all this, I came out and I said, okay, this is my research. Did I have time to do empirical studies, scientific studies? No. But I knew with helping my clients, my therapy clients and my coaching clients, because I came certified as a life and love coach in 2009 and 10 that this was the basis of everyone that was coming to me. Mm -hmm. I just kept doing it, and they were healing and growing and learning and changed their entire lives through it. But in 2016, Kaiser Permanente Group came out of San Diego and made the correlation of childhood trauma to people's health issues later in life. And they're talking even Alzheimer's, MS, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome, because what happens is when trauma is not healed, it stays stored in the brain and the body tissues, yeah. right? In the cells of the body. When it's not healed, it erodes the immune system over wow. time. That's the health aspect. They did all of that, but the research showed 90% of people 
have at least one to three of the ten childhood traumas that I identified the top ten I saw my people doing. Wow. So I just came up with a ten childhood trauma checklist, right? That's what my clients use. And theirs is more geared towards the health aspect and what's happening in health, which I thought was a phenomenal study. But their research helped my research verify everything that I found, which was awesome. Wow. Yeah. Going into ten traumas, with your piece of paper, you make three long columns. The first column, you have me. The second column, you have partner, whether it's a current partner or someone you remember struggling with in the past. And the third column, you have parents. And as I go through the ten, you can put mom or dad and the parents or both. Because Mm. the studies show, it definitely goes through the generations. It is And I found that too, but their studies verified it, okay? Wow. All right, so the first one. Now, as we're going through this, I want to make sure everyone understands this is not about shame, feeling any right. shame for your childhood, or right. blame to blame mom or dad. It's healing. We're looking at it like facts right now yeah. because you can't change what you don't understand. That is oh, my quote so that important. I tell everybody <laughs> because I was at the stage of I don't know what's wrong. I don't know. I don't know what to do because you don't. It's not know logical. You don't, know. you don't understand it. And you want to right. wrap your hand around. So it. the first thing we have to do is really understand what happened in our past, and then I can make the correlations to what's going on in your mm-hmm. love partners. Okay. First, when you're a little child, very young and innocent, did your parents have any of these things going on in your household? So the first one was any addiction. Of course, we know drugs, alcohol. But then there's sex addiction where there's chronic cheating, porn, gambling, hoarding, eating, spending, gaming, TV watching, workaholism. People don't realize that's all addiction. It's just different forms of addiction. Different forms. And that's 11 just right off the bat. Okay, so if there's any addiction in the household. Second is emotional abuse Mm. and neglect. We all know the severe forms of that, but also in their studies they showed like if there was a single mom working 9 to 5, the child had to come home from school at 3 o'clock, a latchkey kid, they're alone for those two and a half hours. There's high anxiety there. That oh, yeah. was noted I mean, as a form of neglect, wow. even though the parents making right, money right, the family, right. right? You have to do what you right. got to do. Okay, so it's kind of surprising, some of the traumas. All right, the next one is verbal abuse. Everyone knows the yelling, screaming, right. but there's verbal put-downs. It's also not hearing, I love you, or getting compliments, or hearing, like, you amount to no good. Your opinion doesn't matter. Keep your mouth shut. You don't know what you're talking about. Wow. Any kinds of those types of statements are firm of verbal abuse. Right. Okay? Or you witness domestic violence with your parents yelling and screaming all the time. So that all counts. It inter- you internalize that <clears throat> as a kid. It's subconscious. Well, it becomes your normal, too. Yeah. So yelling to get your point across becomes a norm in your adult relationships. Okay? Yeah. Next one, physical abuse, rape, or molestation. Those two occurrences could have happened inside or outside of the household. Physical abuse, though, right. is any kinds of hitting, beating. I'd have my children in New Jersey at the school say, Miss Rihanna, go, how to go pick the switch to be beat with. You wow. know, and yeah, there was all... a lot of people I've heard that from. So. There's a lot of severe different forms of beating yeah. going on that I learned from my little students. So the next one is abandonment. There's two types. There's fault and no-fault abandonment. No-fault abandonment would be if a parent happens to die early. They have to go off to military to serve the country. Or like my situation, my dad traveled all the time for work. 
And we didn't know it, but he was FBI and CIA. <laughs> Remember you saying that? My dad was like James Bond and very handsome. He looks like James Dean, right? So he was like a Bond guy. And I remember as a little girl say, when's daddy coming home? And my mom would be angry raising five kids mostly on her own wow. and say, well, I don't know and be all ticked off. But when he was home, he was loving and kind. Right. So I had a look at that when I did the research. I said, yeah, that happened to me. Wow. Initially, you don't think, oh, I didn't have any traumas. I had a pretty normal right. childhood until you really examine these closer right. with facts, right? And then the no-fault abandonment is, let's say, the father leaves the home during a divorce and he promises to pick you up, doesn't show up, or just takes off and doesn't call. It's very inconsistent. Or if you go for the weekend, he ignores you watching football or hanging with his new girlfriend. Right. Now, of course, this can be opposite. Right. I don't mean right. to be man-bashing here. Right, no, 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 no. It can it be the total... Trauma is trauma. It doesn't discriminate trauma trauma. on anybody. That's right. So. This does appeal also to men, women, Younger, older, straight, and LGBT clients, because so, I have all ages of clients that go through this, wow. and all types. Wow. Okay, the next one is if you were adopted, part of foster care, or had to go live at other people's homes because mom or dad couldn't take care of you. That even means like aunts and grandparents. It's still the primary parent could not be there for some reason or another. Now, trauma number seven is the most common. That one is personal trauma. If you ever bullied, put uh, down, didn't feel good enough, you felt overweight, underweight, skinny, and gawky. You were diagnosed at school as ADHD or oppositional defiance, so you felt different. Any place where you didn't feel like you fit, fit in, yeah. or not good and enough. And that happens so many times in kids and schools. That happens and... to a ton of people. Yeah. Yeah. And I was always one that liked biographies, right? Yeah. I still watch them today. Even like the story of Tiger Woods. Like yeah. he had this idyllic marriage and what happened. Well, a lot of people don't know he was extremely bullied as a yeah. child. He was tied to a tree, painted yeah. and taunted. He had a cover up for his father's affairs. But his father was his best friend. And so, coach and I mean everything. Yes. And they were together all the so time. The, the so the story was fascinating. And I'm like, here's another prime example. Right. But him excelling in golfing pleased the parents and wow. kept the peace in the household. Wow. That's why he said he did that because that's when they were happy. It's very interesting. And then his world fell apart as an adult when his dad passed. Yeah. Right? Yep. So the correlation is really remarkable. Right. And a lot of people go through this. This happens to hit a lot of entertainers, sports figures, movie stars, yeah. actors, actresses. I mean, the singer Rihanna, you know, had the toxic yeah. boyfriend, yeah. her childhood right. trauma. So this is very, very common. And people don't understand, well, why yeah. would they be with them? Well, yeah. you see the childhood trauma piece and you totally see the correlations. And that's what I help people do, right. see the correlations and fix it. Okay. Wow. So the next one, sibling trauma. This is when you perceive as a young person that your sibling is the golden child. Mm. They were either... Mm prettier or more handsome, mm -hmm. more athletic, got better grades than you were always compared more to them in that way, maybe got more attention, mom and, dad. and it always could also be a medical issue. If they had a medical oh. issue and they needed mom's and dad's attention more, you just remember feeling they got that. Right. Okay. Or they bullied you. That's another mm -hmm. one. Number nine is family trauma. And I brought in from the later list community trauma because community trauma is becoming more and more rampant. Community trauma is like our school shootings, our community shootings, the losses of homes by flood, fire, volcano. And we're in South Florida, so we have some of that. And I think people don't realize disasters. the aftermath of that. And It's huge. It's huge. So, of course, that affects adults when you lose everything. But can you imagine a little person Not going through that yeah. or losing a yeah. best friend at a school shooting? The, 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 the world. world. And they do experience post-traumatic stress disorder. They definitely, the feelings of that, so do people that go through traumatic love. 
have PTSD, and people don't even equate that. Wow. Yeah, love trauma. All right, so that's community trauma. Right. Family trauma would be if a parent's incarcerated, if you had to move a lot as a child, you remember growing up in poverty, lack, struggle, moving a lot. Uh, I love the biography of Quincy Jones, what a beautiful man he was, yeah. right? He helped so many people in his Music life. And, all that, and yeah. at the very end of the biography, they said, well, you're so successful in so many areas, films, music, <clears throat> philanthropy. What didn't you do well? And he goes, relationship. It always and seems like, to come back to that. It, it always seems to come back to that. People who, you know, have a great career and lots of yeah. friends and all that, but then they never really have the relationship part down. Story of Steve Jobs. Oh, yeah. That's, well, he yeah. was adopted twice. The first family oh, took, took him back, said they didn't want him at two years old, which wow. is a huge age of developmental for attachment. Right. You know, he was adopted again, so he fell in love with things. He had a brilliant mind, but he was very erratic in moods. He was brilliant in some wow. things, but really suffered with a relationship with his wife, you know, who eventually right. divorced him and his daughter, and he had struggled right. for a long time. Right. Very brilliant, successful people, and these are many of my clients. Right. Right? Very successful in business or their chosen career, but struggle in love. And it always, it seems that it's like that all the time, you know what I mean? And it's because people are not healed. Right? That's right. And then the 10th one, there's yes, one more. Okay. If you grow up with a mental health issue in mom or dad, oh. the two most difficult is borderline personality. And that is fast trigger anger, really moody. When they're good, they're great. But when they're bad, they're horrid. And you never know what you're going to get. So it's like walking in eggshells around the household. And the other one is bipolar, which is manic depressive. Depression comes out as either extreme anger, checking out emotionally or extreme fatigue. And manic, some people say, well, that's when they're high and happy, right? Well, not always. Not always. It usually comes out as a gambling spree, eating spree, spending spree. It's a manic phase. And it can be and It can be devastating, yeah. very impulsive things that not okay. only ruin that person, but the marriage and the family. Right. Okay. And I hear so. that a lot from friends when they talk about, like, and I'm talking about my girlfriends. Oh, he, when he's good, he's really good, and he's great, and he's amazing, and he's everything I ever wanted. But when he's bad, he's really, really bad. There's border. For you. That's a borderline yes. personality. And very I think, difficult to love. And yeah. very difficult to change. Personality yes. disorder, we're going to talk about narcissism yes. and all that. Those are very, very, it's already hard to change. Think about that, right? Yeah. But to change those things, it's even right. harder, right? So people say, okay, so here's the 10 traumas and how do they come out in love as an adult? I don't get it. So let's break <laughs> down some, there's 24 different combinations, okay, wow. that I discovered. But let's make some of the most common yeah. ones. Where does jealousy and control come from? That comes from trauma number seven, not feeling good enough. Oh, so if wow. you have not healed that inside, even though your partner may be really loyal and say, yes, I'm, I'm doing the right things. They're calling you. Why aren't you home yet? Where are you going? How long are you going to be? And they're so jealous of you, but very often Psychology 101, they're the ones out cheating. Doing those things. And they are looking out. for affirmations because if that's also the case, they also had verbal abuse and emotional abuse usually. So right there, you already triggered it back to one of those, a few yes. of those traumas yes. just with that alone. And everybody's story is a different puzzle. Everybody's combination is very different. Well, I also look at severity levels. There's a 1 to 10 severity. So severity is 8, 9, and 10. And the uh, sociopath, psychopath are usually 9 and 10. And like 9 to 10 of the traumas, wow. if not 10 out of 10. Wow. My ex had 10 out of the 10. Wow. <laughs> 
and some of our regular beatings, verbal abuse, alcohol in the household, and they were like level 9, 10. When I discovered this, that's where I could forgive because I'm like, wow, he grew up with this and that's what formed. He wanted to be good. And the thing is, these people want love in the worst way. Right. They, they really do. How. So they this is why the patterns, the first four months, they're amazing. They're loving, they're kind, they're attentive, they do all the right things. The honeymoon just, phase. The honeymoon <laughs> phase. But then they start, when things start getting serious, like four to nine months in. So if they're living together, get married, have a child, that's when things start falling apart. Because now they start relaxing, they're just being more themselves, they're not like doing everything perfect. Right. Now. It's a in, show in the beginning, really. Absolutely. Now, I love the series Dirty John that just came that's out. That's new, yes. On Bravo. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, you've got to see it. And that's a true it. story, based it's on a true True story. story, yeah. And it's very textbook sociopath. Very textbook. I'll okay. go into that in the next yes, episode. Yes, in the next episode. But yes, the patterns that they do, like they want to get married very fast, very quickly. And that's because they're afraid the real them is going to emerge. So it's a trap. They want to yes. get you in right. <laughs> quickly before it comes so out. So let's talk about chronic lying. Okay, somebody that lies all the time about stupid stuff. You're like, why do you have to lie about right. that? I don't really get that. Well, they use that as a coping mechanism when they were a child. Oh, wow. So if they were, knew they were going to get beat, they had a 50-50 chance, if they lied, to get away with it. And it was better to lie, so they learned to become an expert liar wow. to avoid the hittings or the beatings. Okay, A lot of women are people pleasers. Mm -hmm. So where does that come from? That might be the little girl that grew up with an alcoholic mom. Very difficult, nasty, hungover, so she might wake up early and get all the siblings ready for school and make the lunches, make sure they're fed and get them to the bus station. She becomes a mini mom and pleasing yeah. mom. So at least she hears, thank you for helping me or thanks, something. Some kind of reward comes right. from that, especially not being yelled at. Right. Okay. So the emotional triggers that happen as adults are from the childhood wounds and the coping mechanisms. Right. So this is a woman that'll come to me Let's say she's in a coupled relationship, and she says, you know, nobody loves me like I love them. I do everything for my husband, everything for my kids. Eventually, they become exhausted, resentful, angry, and the husband's just like, not right, happy not anymore. And, and she can't figure out why, because I do everything for you. Right. Right? So this is where that pattern comes into play. Wow. So, I mean, if people are listening, they have one of these, right? I mean, it's also how you choose your partner, too. If you are attracting yes, not the best people. I say your picker is well, broken. <laughs> it's very broken. It's because people fall in love because what the American stories were told to us, our fairy tales mm. and romance novels and love movies, were all about, you know, the handsome prince, sleeping beauty, he comes, kisses you, you go off, and you live happily ever after. That is relationships built on chemistry. Chemistry is really dangerous because chemistry takes you totally to the unconscious past of what you're used to, what you know. Mm -hmm. That's the issue. That's mm -hmm. the problem. Mm -hmm. Okay? That's why when you fall in love with chemistry, it's great in the beginning, but if you're choosing from childhood wounds, you're going to have a toxic partner. Right. And people of childhood trauma choose people of childhood trauma until one of them knows what's going on. And they see it early on, like the people right, I coach, right. and they're like, you know, thank you, it was really nice meeting you, I don't think we're a match. And then they go on their merry way. They don't care how much chemistry And that is a is. healthy person knowing, having self-awareness, yes. and saying, this is not good for me, yes. I need to release this, That's right. and it's okay. That's right. 
and we instead have, of holding on to your life. We have a lot of what's called one and done because they know the questions to ask on their dates. We so don't like, ask the great questions. No, we don't people ask just enough. go out and have a couple drinks and just have a good time. They're or they not, just have somebody that they like to hang out hang with. out with but then it turns into something something toxic, toxic. Yeah. And, yeah and then love addiction comes from abandonment issues so let's say you have that toxic partner and you keep trying to leave but you keep letting them come back in why would you do that right. well there's some abandonment in that history so uh-huh. when people are starting to tell me the story i'm like so you had this this and this like wow how did you know because I've learned to put all these right. patterns together. Right. Now, once we know what we're dealing with, now I can help them break out of the trauma response, which right. is unconscious. Right. Make them consciously aware of what's right. going on. Then we go into making them a successful single. You know, what is their dreams? What is their desire in life? A what's their purpose? A successful single person. I love then that. Then you go out and date with then full you go conscious date. awareness after that. And that is healthy. That's very That's healthy. That's being healthy. Yeah. And for people who feel like, well, gosh, I have so many of these. I'm never going to date right. You can. You can. You can. You have to. It's a choice. I don't know anyone else out there with a combination, honestly, of being a psychotherapist, a clinical trauma professional, and a certified global coach. And I wear all three hats. The beginning, I look at trauma. In the middle, I'm in the coaching realm, getting your life in balance and what your dreams are. And then at the end, I'm teaching you the exact skills you need to know to go out and date and find an equal, emotionally healthy, evolved, conscious person. So you're dating consciously with full awareness. Okay. I love that. We're going to wrap up our first episode. Rihanna's coming back really quickly. How can people find you if they want to work with you? Several ways. I have a whole lot of great resources on my website, RihannaMilne.com. I have free love tests there, chapter downloads of my books, Live in Love Beyond Your Dreams. These are amazing books. We're going to talk about them because I love them. (laughs) Love went to number one bestseller. It's 400 pages of great tips about what's good love, what's bad love. Right. (laughs) Also, my podcast is called Lessons in Life and Love. Love. Alexa, I have a daily brief called The Daily Lesson in yeah. Life and Love. So Alexa Skills. Just Google search me. You'll find me. She's out there. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling there. you. And she's amazing. And this Thank is just a, a quick synopsis of everything. I mean, she really can help you heal, I think. So thank you so much. You're and welcome. Thanks stay for tuned having me, for next episode. See you soon. Bye. Okay, love angels and transformers, that's all we have time for today. I really thank Nicole Reimer for allowing me to replay the show from the Power Hub where she interviewed me. I appreciate you sharing the love and the mission of changing the way the world loves by simply sharing this show link with your friends and loved ones. Please take a moment to subscribe to the show, give it a five-star rating and a comment about what you liked about the show that you just heard. If there's anything that you would like covered on an upcoming show of Lessons in Life and Love, just use a contact me form on the website, lessonsinlifeandlove.com, where you can find all the show archives. Remember, you can reach out for help at any time during the week by going to my website, rihannamilne.com and signing up for a Life and Love Transformation Discovery Session. Also, be sure to take the three love tests while you're there and download the free ebook at havetheloveyoudeserve.com. That's havetheloveyoudeserve.com. Also, remember there's that upcoming singles dating to mating life and love transformation free VIP day workshop on Saturday, September 28th. Be sure to go to my website to sign up. 
first come, first serve, and space is extremely limited because this is a live virtual workshop. And as always, I am here to help you have the life that you desire and to have the love that you deserve. Have a beautiful and blessed week. We want to thank you for joining us on this episode of Lessons in Life and Love with Coach Rihanna Milne. Go to RihannaMilne.com for more resources. And if you're really ready to take action to improve your life or love situation, apply now for a session with Rihanna. And remember, it's time to have the life you desire and the love you deserve.